I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome back to Private Parts with Tom Reed Wilson and Susan Raphael. Hello, I love how you say my name, Tom, because cause you're, you're posh and you say Raphael. It makes me feel like I might be posh. I should, have, very I should have rolled my arse, Raphael. Yeah, but it, I mean, mostly it's just ruffle. But with you, I feel like I could become a girl. I feel like I could wear a stole. <laughs> well, you've done a tux. Wait, you know what I mean? I feel like... I feel like it's in a very sort of Victor Victoria way, oh, I thought. Oh, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. It Absolutely. was that lovely kind of Dame Julie drag. Oh, yeah, I'll have some of that, of course. Oh, yes. Anyway, questions for Tom and questions for Susie firing from social media. So oh we've got a God, machine Tom. gun volley here. It's wonderful. So we're starting with, oh, gosh, how's your dating life? Any new love interests, Tom? Well, last time I was at Private Parts, I was dating a copper. And I think I overdid it with telling him about my criminal past. Because I, <laughs> I told him about sliding all these dark chocolate bounties up my sleeve in newsagents. I never hit the same one twice, so I wasn't kind of... You being, weren't trying to take someone down. No, I wasn't. No, no, it wasn't a newsagent target. No, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't. But it was just a sort of... It was purely opportunist. And I sure. just sort of also wanted to be able to keep my hand in. I thought I must let lose my nerve, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very much a winter crime, actually, because it didn't work without a long sleeve, you see. Well, of course, no. Um, but I Are you still doing a bit of that from time to time? No, I don't dare now. I just <laughs> don't always think, oh, he might say, oh, it's the guy from Celebs Go Dating. Look. I mean, that would be such a great piece in the sun. Oh I, think it would, I think it would easily make probably page two. <laughs> Do you know, the last time I did it, actually, I just brazenly waved it at the camera because I was late for the theatre and I was at Piccadilly oh, Circus. Did you imagine anything worse? They used to... <laughs> I, I mean, you're not a cliche, but you really are taking a lot of boxes. <laughs> I know, I know. But I was at Piccadilly Circus Underground and there used to be a news agency there. I don't yeah, think it exists yeah. any longer. And anyway, there was nobody at the till. I couldn't find anyone anywhere. And I thought, if I carry on like this, I'm going to miss the play. And if I don't have something, I'm going to faint. 
So I took this. I don't have my smelling salts. (laughs) (laughs) So I took it. I took this dark chocolate bounty and I waved it at the camera and I said, I'm taking this simply because I can't find an attendant. And then I left. Brazen. That was brazen, I do wasn't it. it? I mean, I guess I could have just left the change. but I mean, of course you could have. But, you know, <laughs> it's more of a story. But anyway. So you I think that's think, what put the copper on? Yes, I think it was such a battery of my criminal history. that Not not that kind of battery, not whacking over the head. But <laughs> no, of course. just sort of interminably criminal past. I think in the end he thought, I can't because I can't I'm going to just get the sack. <laughs> so, no. So, alas, that one is, uh, is ended. Um which celebrity would you most like to do? Well, oh gosh. Well, this is from Mark. And I have to say, I've had a bit of a resurgence of my Joey Essex crush because I was with him last night. Oh. That sounds very romantic. We were at a big event together. But sure. He just is such an incorrigible flirt, you know. <laughs> He's just, I, something about straight men, they do it more than anybody else. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that can be true. Mm. Also, I mean, he has that sort of... Pops me on his knee and... <laughs> He just like some sort of venqu- tranquilitous thing. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he does. He doesn't put his hand up my back. No, no, I know. Fortunately, but <laughs> <laughs> chance to be a fine thing. But he's, uh, <laughs> he certainly does make me very chatty. Well, there you go. And I sing to him all the time. You know that there's a beautiful song and. Uh, it seems like happiness is just a thing called Joe. Oh. So I serenade him with it. Well, no wonder. All the time. And, oh, he's, I'm sure it might eventually work he's out. He's such a dunk. Well, I hope so. I I've mean, got I, my fingers crossed. I'm just chipping away slowly but surely <laughs> until the porcelain teapot becomes just a spout. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. That's all I need. All I need is a spout, isn't yeah, it, really? That's all we all need. It's all we're looking for isn't it just anything maybe the spout would be less useful for you i would imagine it would be far less useful <laughs> disgusted by it if anything else. i'll live a life of solitude put your spout away <laughs> thank you very much um what's the word you find most difficult to pronounce oh no how do you ever become how, how do you overcome writer's block that's such a good question um i find that if i have 10 minutes with ella fitzgerald and a glass of rioca it lubricates the cogs more That's than anything. One. It just makes me cogitate. It takes me to an extreme emotional place. I normally cry and then everything opens. The floodgates open. The writer's inspiration opens. I mean, um, that's, that's lovely. Well, what word? What word do you find most difficult to pronounce? I mean, you've got a phenomenal vocabulary i do like a polysyllable i'm very partial to a polysyllable i, and have I don't to even say. know what that means my education was <laughs> i imagine our educations couldn't be further from each other um i i went to a school you where should follow my word of the day darling shameless oh, plug shameless plug. i absolutely should is that was there, has that been two of them shameless and plug because <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I know both of those. Uh. <laughs> Actually, I have to say, I don't find words particularly difficult, but I, there are some tongue twisters. My dad used to do one with me that was the Leith Police Dismisseth Us, which is desperately difficult. To that say. is true. What about, um, I'm not a pheasant plucker, I'm a pheasant plucker's son, I'm only plucking pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm not a pheasant plucker, I'm a pheasant plucker's son, and I'm only plucking pheasants till the Pheasant plucker comes. Oh, very Oh, that was a not. There was, was, was a moment. It wasn't a well-oiled machine, then, no, was it, no. really? And there's a word that I can't say. I find it unbelievably difficult to say brewery. Brewery? I sort of say it like I'm drunk. 
Let's see, see it again, darling. Let's see if we can find Blurry. <laughs> no, <laughs> Blurry. It's Blurry. Yeah. It's that first R. It's Try rolling what... it. Blurry. Oh, there you are. <laughs> it's a bit too dense, yeah, but it's fine. I think that's lovely. Okay, fine. Well, there we go. Because the thing is, if you do it almost as a tap, Blurry. Then people don't really hear Brewery. it. No, that's absolutely true. Oh, I love it. Oh, God, what <laughs> else We've mastered something today. Oh, my God. Um, who is your favourite Love Island cast member? Oh, I think Jack. I think he's such a honeybee. I'm not watching. You're not watching. I tell you for why. I came back from Australia on Monday. I've been touring Australia for the last month and a half. Oh, my God, how glorious. Yes, which was wonderful. It was lovely. And so I... That's I my number one place that I want to go. Have you not been? I've never been and yeah, I long to go. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I, the wonderful thing is it's called the Melbourne Comedy Roadshow and you sort of just go on the road for, I went for five and a half weeks and just did gigs. I did like 20 different cities, <sighs> 20, uh, yeah, 20, no, I did 20 gigs, 17 cities and just went with constantly every day went to a different place. And it would be anything from like, we went to Perth and we played a 2000 seater. And then we went to a place called Armadale and played a 150 seater in their tiny art center in cities, in places where there's like, oh yeah, there's like 4,000 in this town and there's 400 here tonight. And you're like 10% of the, 10% of the towns here. And this is ridiculous. And you got, get on and everyone knows each other. I mean, the most hilarious thing happened. Like one of the places that we got to go to was a place called Broken Hill. Now it's a tiny place in the middle of nowhere. And, um, and I was, I was on stage in Melbourne and I mentioned that I was gay. And then shortly afterwards, a guy came up to me and uh, he was in the audience. He was very friendly, bought me a drink. We were having a really nice chat. Yes. And, um, and he said to me, Oh, where are you going next? And I said, Oh, I'm going to Broken Hill. And he went, Ah, oh, yeah, they've had a lesbian there once before, which made it sound like it was a one-in-one-out policy. <laughs> the moment I touched the down, there's just, yeah, there's just a very sad lesbian leaving with a wheelie case going, nah, fair enough, rules is rules, let me know when she's fucked off. Like, it was just the most bizarre thing of like, oh, okay. So it was a real, but it was wonderful. But because of that, I know nothing about Love Island. Oh, So I've gosh. missed it completely this year. Oh, well, there, there, there's a core couple that have been pretty well there from right. the beginning. Um, Danny and Jack, and they're absolutely sweet. I mean, that's also Cockney rhyming slang. You know that, don't you? Jack Danny and, and Jack? What's that? Jack and Danny. Fanny. Oh, Fanny. Because my dad drives horses. Here's a, here's Pony a and thing. Trap. Yeah, Pony and Trap. My dad drives horses, and he occasionally does very, and he's a very working class, geisha-ish bloke, yeah. and he occasionally does uh, very posh events with his two horses and he calls them Jack and Danny because he gets such a thrill out of the very posh master of who's going and here is Rowley Ruffle with Jack and Danny and that's just like hey, hey, hey. it's like Fanny <laughs> I just wonder that that hasn't come up I mean I think they're both Cockney oh no he's from Essex she's a true Cockney I think because she's well, she's Danny Dyer's daughter because she's Danny of course. Dyer's Danny and I mean, Dyer's which daughter. of course is the most Danny Dyer thing that's ever happened oh I know da- a daughter oh it's Danny delicious Dyer. isn't it love it <laughs> Oh gosh, we've got political. you too. Oh, oh yes, indeed he has with Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah, he? and like and, and David Cameron. Yeah, and <laughs> where's he gone? Like, <laughs> he's got his trotters up in Nice. Like, well, he's quite right. Well, also, they did all sort of bugger off. <laughs> no, I, well, I who knows, to, Susie? You've got yes. you've got a few for you. So, oh, lovely. Oh, this is now. I want to know about this. I oh, know a little bit about this, but not enough. How did you get started in comedy? That's from Sinead via Instagram. Hello, Sinead via Instagram. I got started in comedy. So I was doing a bit of acting. Um, I was always sort of playing the funny part. 
And eventually one of my friends, Faye, really, really, really encouraged me to have a go. And so I just went down to an open mic night where there was about 10 people in the audience and probably five of them were the other comics and the other five were their friend that they had brought along because they were as nervous as I was. And once I'd, I'd had a go at it once, it, it's just a bit of a bug. And I would say that if anyone is thinking of having a go at it, it is a wonderful community. And I think even yes. if you have a go at it, just, just for fun, just to say that you've done it or just do it a couple of times to <clears throat> get more confident at public speaking yes. or something like that, it is super fun. But it's just everyone sort of starts in the same way, which is going down to an open mic night and giving it a go. And everyone's crap at the beginning. Like you might have a couple of laughs. But everyone's a bit rubbish, but you get, you might have one or two bits that make you go, oh, actually, I'm, I'm all right at this. But I wonder if that's, you know, what we were saying in Act One. Yes. Um, about... I'm also loving how you're calling it Act <laughs> A huge fan of that. Really into it. Really into it. Well, that thing that we were saying about comics becoming a, a community and yeah. being wonderfully hortatory hort and hanging out afterwards yeah, yeah, yeah. and being friends. I mean, don't know what hortatory do... means, but love it. Love oh, it, it's... It's it makes it encouraging. Okay, so it sounds like horticultural. Hort root is the same as exhort, which uh, which means to encourage. Oh, yeah. I mean, you live, you learn, you do a podcast. I mean, it's a wonderful Don't day. You? And if you reduce everything to its roots, you've just got this wonderful map. Then you know everything. You can't go wrong. Oh, I can't wait to know everything. <laughs> God, then I'll be. Oh God, people won't be able to stand but me. I'll do be you exhausting. Think that's, that's where it comes from, Susie. Do you think the fact that in every comic's earliest days they've yeah. been a cheerleader for all their fellow comics? I think so, and I also think because every comic has had an awful gig. Everyone has died. Everyone has had a gig that has made them go, oh, God, I might have to give up after that. Everyone. And if anyone said to me, I've never had that gig, I'd be like, oh, yeah, lying. Now, talking of lexicon, that's yes. comic-specific lexicon, isn't it, dying? Yeah, dying. Yeah, dying on your ass. So explain that. So dying means having a terrible gig. So uh, your mouth will dry. The audience goes quite quiet. Then the audience goes quite tense because they then become really aware that no one's laughed. You are also very aware that no one's laughed. And then it's sort of the longest however long of your life <laughs> do you know talking of vaudeville theaters yes um do you know the des o'connor story no, about the to. king's theater um in glasgow yeah, yeah, which yeah. was notorious and yeah, people yeah, used yeah. to throw bottles and it was really rough you know like second house was <laughs> yeah, yeah. pretty dicey right okay and he died yep. seriously died yeah and it got so rowdy and so threatening that he thought there's nothing I can do. I've I've got to pretend to faint. Because, oh, I love because that. if I don't get dragged off, I'll die. I will actually die. Oh my god. And so brilliant. he did. He he feigned fainting apparently brilliantly. And, and then he had an acting career afterwards. So <laughs> well he did. So no, it's a lesson for us all, isn't it? Sometimes that you can just, die and, ha- and and rise like a phoenix. Absolutely. Rise I like a desert garner. <laughs> as the old proverb goes. Yes. Uh, no, but I think that there is I mean, you do Everyone has to do it. And it is sort of, there is something that is, it is awful, of course. Yes. But you and get you up the next night know, and you do it again and it's fine. Yeah. And humour is the most subjective thing in the, in oh, the world. Oh, of course. Yeah, some people. You know, you're, you, you can have, you know, shows at the Edinburgh Festival where like someone will come in and be like five stars, loved it, loved everything about it. And then someone else will be like three stars, didn't yes. really like it. It's not, yes. not for me. And that's the thing with comedy that you just got to find your audience. And where you are sometimes too. Yeah, because of course. I, um, Rex Harrison said about My Fair Lady when when they came from Broadway to London, the English 
laughed in completely different places. Oh, yeah, I can totally imagine that. He said it was extraordinary because there were as as many laughs, but But in totally different places. Yeah, that's funny. Just extraordinary. Anyway, there's another question for you. Who is your favourite and least favourite person to work with? Oh, that's Oh, I can't say least (laughs) favourite. Uh, okay, well, my favorite. Oh no, there's so many. I can't even say my favorite. I would say the the, the people that I have already mentioned: uh, Tom Allen and Alan Carr yes. and Romesh Ranganathan and Josh Widdicombe, Catherine Ryan. I adore Sarah Pascoe is wonderful. Uh, Roisin Connerty is brilliant. There's so many. Um, Ashling B. Uh, but um, and least favorite. Um, I mean. I used to work with a girl in a pub that was a fucking nightmare. Always turned up hungover. She was difficult to work with. She would, I'm sure she was taking money from the till. Oh, my. Actually, I knew. There we go. <laughs> but I guess it's that thing, isn't it? That, you know, it's almost like you speak in shorthand when you've worked with people as much as you have. Yeah. You know, certainly with Alan and with Tom. Yeah, Alan. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, that, and, it's, and it's lovely to work with friends, isn't it? That's yeah. the nice thing. That's the great thing about this job is like, you know, You feel like you're not really working. What a treat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Now, may I regale you? I did promise you a tale about... My best oh, chum, I Gary. I can't wait to hear your diary. Well, this is... I can't... I can imagine the vocab you're using. I just... I imagine I won't understand well, any of know it. How I many assume it's in Latin. <laughs> I don't know how many polysyllables I've included. I might have egregiously should overlooked I, the polysyllables. Should I cough every time I don't understand a word? Oh, do. Yeah, lovely. Yes, and I should do my best and... Yes, absolutely. Okay, I think that would okay. be a very good idea. And then it'll be a two-pronged fork, won't it? Right. <clears throat> Last Friday, so I'm going exactly a week, today I captained a pirate ship and sailed all the seven seas. I stuck an oar in Ursula's tentacle as she emerged from the deep. I walked the planet. Sorry, is that Ursula from Little Mermaid? That is indeed Ursula from the Little Mermaid. Um... I walked the plank and wrestled the tick-tock croc while singing his theme tune. Just an average day with Artie, really. So, <laughs> I should explain. Please do. Artie is my two-year-old nephew, and I took him 
he he thinks he's a pirate. Wonderful. So I took him to the Princess Diana Memorial Playground, which is just a gargantuan pirate ship with a sand sea, a little Neverland section with teepees for the lost boys. It's oh, he thought great. he was in heaven. But I mean, he thinks he's a pirate to the extent that if I pick him up from nursery. And he's walking around perpetually in pirate costume. And old ladies stop us and they say, oh, I didn't realise it was World Book Day. And I say, no, no, he's just a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) How old is he? He's two. Well, he's two and a half. Oh, that's adorable. But also Ursula is his new obsession. I, I am hugely encouraging of children that are obsessed with villains because I think they're emotionally very complex and psychologically. <laughs> and the one thing that they all have in common, as far as I can see, is that they're deliciously calm. <laughs> yes, Every, everyone from Captain Hook, whom he adores, oh, Ursula, yeah. Cruella, Jafar. I mean, Cruella's an absolute hag. <laughs> like, let's not pretend Isn't she's she not. just? No. Yeah. So, no, so I'm very encouraging of that. I think yes, it shows a particular kind of sophistication. Um, Saturday, I was part of the Gay Times 21 question series. Wonderfully open-ended volley of questions that give the subject carte blanche to be earnest and irreverent. The lovely intern, Samir, was twinkling at me from the corner of the room. We went for coffee afterwards. Monmouth coffee to boot. And I put put that in for you, Susie. I appreciate that. I love a Monmouth coffee. Yeah. Well, you're quite discerning with your coffee, aren't you? Well, I won't have an escalator, though, yeah. That's for sure. And he was lovely, Samir. So, so how long did you twinkle for? Well, we had this coffee which lasted about 45 minutes. I mean... And then he said, I'm going to Kensington. And I said, well, I'm going to Stockwell and I've got my bike. And I said, well, it's such a clement day. Why don't we just walk down Pall Mall together? And it was wildly romantic. We talked the whole way. I mean, did you we, get his number? Yes, indeed I did. Well, we have we been need in, to go back to that a little question. Light WhatsApp persiflage since then, but very light, I have to say. I wish it had been a little heavier. Okay, well, <laughs> get in touch. <laughs> Sunday, Madeleine. Whoever tore this swatch of Paris and pinned it to Clapham Common ought to be my spouse. <laughs> I sit in this cafe for hours with pain chocolat, endless coffee, a raft of stationery, crosswords, ideas, and romantic notions. This you would not believe this cafe. It so is where extraordinary. Is it? It's right next to Clapham Common, the north side, actually yep. where Coward lived. Funnily enough, yes. And um, it is beautiful. Every waiter and waitress is French. Oh yeah. And they even import everything. So they make their pain chocolat with real French flour and real oh, French butter, lovely. and it's just. Do you speak French? I do, but badly. I'm a desperate francophile. Yeah. But when I go to Paris, they say I speak French like Jane Birkin, who was sort of the <laughs> French equivalent of Bardot. <laughs> but I love that because, you know, even I mean, you, at least you speak French like someone. Well, exactly, exactly. And she's almost contractually obliged to make mistakes now because <laughs> she's lived there for 50 years and they say, no, no, don't lose it because they like you because you make errors all the time. Well, I think Les faux pas. <laughs> uh, right, alors. Monday night. Oh, the king and I. And then I just wrote boner exclamation mark. <laughs> a 40-piece orchestra. The best tucked him I've ever seen. What pipes. And my <laughs> usual trick of popping to the theatre 10 minutes before curtain came up Trump's front row of the Royal Circle for 30 quid. Steel. Oh, absolute steel. It was absolutely marvellous. I love was, that show. Oh, and it was 
you know, my my only problem with the king and I in years gone by is that sort of notion that you can cast people that are supposed Absolutely, to be from Siam yeah, and actually course, are just from anywhere. But I mean, America. yeah, the, the 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 photo album from my Amdram. <laughs> At my Amdram days, I mean... Dicey to say the least. Look, yeah, look I'm not saying... There were, there were, yeah. there were no, there's nothing too awful, but there were certainly some times when I may have been, you know, in Saigon at some <laughs> point or another, you know. <laughs> but this was wonderful. It was, yeah. it was um, racially accurate. Great. It was beautifully sung and so well acted. It was just utter oh, heaven. Great. Oh, Tuesday, this is Gary. Farewell, Gary. An almost interminable stroll around Soho with my darling G and his now enormous cockapoo, Abraham. <laughs> we mused, we sang Tell Him, I took Barbara's harmonies, completed. Yes, exactly. I didn't want to be Celine, really. Um, uh, completed the independent crossword, a struggle today, and we flirted outrageously with handsome fans of the cockapoo, but to no avail. But he was a wonderful year. I mean, I almost tempted to get a dog of my own. Absolutely. Uh, Wednesday. Oh, I've just written Brody, 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 because of the thing we were chatting about before about the prime of Miss Jean Brody. Oh yes, it was of course. just so special. Leah Williams. I've just said flock to her. Flock to her. And you then, heard it here first. It's it's just a litany of quotes. Because I just thought it was the most quotable play I've ever seen. Okay, great. Give so me some. You have to forgive my Scottish accent here, but I refuse the- to. <laughs> I'll absolutely not forgive it. So I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen the movie? No, I haven't. Well, there's this very austere schoolmarm headmistress called Miss Mackay, and she comes in to Miss Brodie, and she's always cross with Miss Brodie because Miss Brodie just does things her own way and she's a sort of irreverent peacock. Sure. So Miss Mackay comes in and she says, um, Miss Brodie, I would like to see you in my office at quarter past four. And uh, then she leaves and Miss Brodie says, Miss Mackay means to intimidate me with the use of quarter hours. <laughs> that is brilliant. And then she says... Miss McQuay likes to quote Stanley Baldwin, safety first, but safety does not come first. <laughs> Truth, goodness and beauty come first. Which I oh, love. I love that. And I also, your accent's great. Oh, well, thanks, Susie. Pop it on the CV. <laughs> and then my favourite of all, whoever has opened that window has opened it too wide. Six inches is sufficient. More is vulgar. One should have an innate sense of such things. Isn't that I delicious? I love that. Yeah, that's great. And now I've learned something again. I feel very embarrassed about my windows and doors. <laughs> well, it was, Maggie's, leave. it was Maggie's first Oscar. Yes, of course it was. I love her. And she couldn't go because she was at the National with her husband. So she didn't attend. Have you watched that film? Uh, tea with the dames oh my god i loved it yes so fantastic. in dear joan just Parrot's in case garden. this podcast haven't got camp enough <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're we just gonna have so a we brief chat about in. some of poor old now blind um joan plowright who's the oldest of them all by about seven years isn't she i mean she's 88 <laughs> 75 yes <laughs> she invites them all to her garden because she can't really get yeah out she was much. married to Lawrence olivier she was indeed and then Maggie just spends the whole time throwing shade, doesn't she? Maggie, I mean, she, yeah. she like She says things like, um, 
Yeah, well, like, you know, it's only when, it's only when Judy says, turns down a job that I get work. Oh, yes, exactly. Like, and then Judy says, oh, how rude. How rude. She says, it's not rude, it's true. It's perfectly true. <laughs> I love it, though. I love that she's not, like, no. you know, been nice for and the camera. And that thing that she says about Lawrence, I'm sitting in Lawrence's former home. Yeah. And then Joan says, oh, well, you know, of course you had so much trouble getting work, uh, going back into the theatre because of the critics. And she says, oh, it's not so much the critics, it was your husband. <laughs> And she says, what? Yes, your husband, dear. That's the reason I didn't go back. I just couldn't believe how shady she was. She's very shady and I love it. I love it. I love that you can get to that age and you just think, sod it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to say whatever pops into my head. Yeah, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to play this game. I'll (laughs) tell you the truth. Forget censorship. Well, there's no time for it, is there? Well, no, you're thinking TikTok. (laughs) But do you think that (laughs) they're all sort of metamorphosed in significantly with that in mind you know like I guess I guess part of it was like well if we're going to do this little documentary we're going to have to sort of play our type yes because Judy would burst into tears in a heartbeat or or roar with laughter in a heartbeat oh my god isn't it rich oh don't you are we a pair Oh, I can't carry on with this. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, I love it. It's great. What were your songs when you used to tread the boards? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, anything really. Sort of anything that was. Did you ever do Burlington Bertie? No, I didn't. But, you know, I'd be willing. I Uh, wish you would. You must do that on a television show. Well, listen. Because if you love those. Yeah. Those music hall ladies in tuxes, you would just be yeah, delicious. Yeah, Burlington Burlington, rise at 10.30? Yes, and saunter like? along like a toff. Oh, I yeah. walk down the strand with my gloves in my hand, and I walk down again with them off. I'm all airs and graces, correct easy paces, without food so long I forgot where my face is. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, bet I haven't a shirt. And on and on and on. It's brilliant, isn't yeah. it? They, well. And they, they just had one song. For their entire careers. Oh, yeah. You know, like 40 years singing one song. How bored would you be? Oh. It's like being Gina G. <laughs> <laughs> On that impossibly delicious note. <laughs> Alas. We have come to the end. You are just a little bit more time, please. But, but before we go, Susie, we all need to know where we can see and hear you next. Oh, thanks so much. Well, uh, if you are interested in me, I have a website, which is susieruffle.com. But also I have a special coming out with the BBC next week. Um, it will be on iPlayer and it's a half an hour special of my stand-up. And then I'm also going to the Edinburgh Festival in, uh, in August um, and I'll be doing a show there called Nocturnal, which is a brand new show, a brand new hour of stand-up that's on at 9.45 every night in the Pleasance and then it's going to tour the country afterwards. Oh, my. Well, I should be following with avidity. Well, it's... you can. You can come to everyone. Oh, great. <laughs> well, I'll be there front and centre. Thank Can't you. Can't wait. So much. Oh, it's been my, been my absolute pleasure. And oodles of love, everybody. Woo! That was great fun. I love that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.